When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America Types of Breach Contracts often use wording other than repudiatory breach to describe a type of breach of contract. These contractual terms include material breach, fundamental breach, substantial breach, serious breach. These alternative wordings have no fixed meaning in law but are interpreted within the context of the contract that they are used. For that reason, the meaning of the different terms varies from case to case. Possible interpretations of their meaning include repudiatory breach and serious breach, but not as serious as a repudiatory breach. Trivial breach. A trivial breach is one that does not meet the standard for designation as a material, serious or substantial breach. An Arizona Supreme Court decision in a 1990 commercial retail lease case noted that the overwhelming majority of jurisdictions hold the landlord's right to terminate is not unlimited. We believe a court's decision to permit termination must be tempered by notions of equity and common sense. We thus hold a forfeiture for a trivial or immaterial breach of a commercial lease should not be enforced. In Rice, T.A. The Garden Guardian, v. Great Yarmouth Borough Council, 2000, the UK Court of Appeal decided that a clause which provided that the contract could be terminated if the contractor commits a breach of any of its obligations under the contract should not be given its literal meaning. It was considered contrary to business common sense to allow any breach at all, however trivial, to create grounds for termination. Material breach. A material breach has been held to mean a breach of contract which is more than trivial, but need not be repudiatory and confirmed as meaning a breach which is substantial. The breach must be a serious matter, rather than a matter of little consequence. A breach of contract will likely constitute a material breach if the term of the contract which has been breached is a condition of the contract. A variety of tests may be applied to terms of contracts to decide whether a term is a warranty or a condition of the contract. In respect to the EPC agreements, material breach is defined as shall mean a breach by either party of any of its obligations under this agreement which has or is likely to have a material adverse effect on the project in which such party shall have failed to cure. Other UK cases which relate to the concept of a material breach include National Power PLC v United Gas Company Limited. 1998, where Coleman J. considered wording relating to a material breach of any of obligations, allowing termination of the contract if remedy of such breach had not been commenced within seven days. The judge ruled that recognition that a material breach might be remedied distinguished the concept from a repudiatory breach, and there was no commercial sense in a clause restricting the common law rights of the innocent party in relation to a repudiatory breach, and therefore material breach must refer to a form of breach which is not repudiatory. Glowlight Limited v. Jasper Conran Limited, 1998, where Neuberger J. stated that whether a breach of an agreement is material must depend upon all the facts of the particular case, including the terms and duration of the agreement in question, the nature of the breach, and the consequences of the breach. And that when judging what the parties meant when they referred to a breach having to be material and remediable, sick, it seems to me that they must have had in mind, at least to some extent, the commercial consequences of the breach. Phoenix Media Limited v. Cobweb Information, 2000. 
Dalkia Utilities Services PLC v. Caltech International, 2006, noted that assessing materiality involved looking at the actual breaches, their consequences, explanation for the breaches, their context within the agreement, the consequences of holding the agreement determined, and the consequences of allowing the agreement to continue. Financial difficulties experienced by Caltech meant that they missed three payments out of 174 due over the 15-year life of the contract. These represented 8.5% of the total contract sum and were therefore not trivial or minimal, but Caltech were making attempts to pay and therefore not in repudiatory breach. Caltech were, however, in material breach of the contract and the contractual right to terminate could therefore be exercised by Dalkia. Gallagher International Limited v. Lea's Enterprises, 2008. Crosstown Music Company v. Rived Watt Music Limited, 2009, also making the point that a material breach was more significant than a trivial breach. Manjay referred to the Dalkia and Gallagher cases in his speech. Right to remedy a breach. A party in breach of contract may have the right to remedy their breach, for example if the breach itself is remediable and a provision for remedy or a time period for exercising such as right is included within the contract. In the case of Vinergy International, Private, Limited v. Richmond Mercantile Limited SEC, 2016, a clause within the contract between the disputing parties stated that failure, to observe any of the terms herein, and to remedy the same where it is capable of being remedied within the period specified in the notice given by the aggrieved party to the party in default, calling for remedy, being a period not less than 20, 20 days would constitute grounds for termination of the contract. The period allowed for such a remedy may be referred to as a cure period. A right to make use of a cure period may not be available where the innocent party chooses to accept a repudiatory breach and therefore exercise its common law rather than its contractual rights. Fundamental breach. Fundamental breach of contract is no longer the test for a serious breach of contract to justify termination. The test is set out for repudiatory breach, above. The concept of fundamental breach as a freestanding legal concept no longer has any legal force but is now simply another possible term of a contract that needs to be construed like any other term of a contract. A fundamental breach is usually read as a reference to a repudiatory breach. A term may be a condition in Australian law if it satisfies one test known as the test of essentiality. The test of essentiality requires that the promise, term, was of such importance to the promisee that he or she would not have entered into the contract without the assurance of strict or substantial performance of the promise, and that ought to have been apparent to the promiser. This is an objective test of the party's intention at the time of formation of the contract. If the contractor in the above example had been instructed to use copper pipes but instead used iron pipes that would not last as long as the copper pipes would have lasted, the homeowner can recover the cost of actually correcting the breach by taking out the iron pipes and replacing them with copper pipes. There are exceptions. Legal scholars and courts have been known to find that the owner of a house whose pipes are not the specified grade or quality, a typical hypothetical example, cannot recover the cost of replacing the pipes for the following reasons. 1. Economic waste. The law does not favor tearing down or destroying something that is valuable, almost anything with value is valuable. In this case, significant destruction of the house would be required to completely replace the pipes and so the law is hesitant to enforce damages of that nature. See PV House v. Garland Coal and Mining Company. 2. Pricing in. In most cases of breach, a party to the contract simply fails to perform one or more terms. In those cases, 
the breaching party should have already considered the cost to perform those terms and thus keeps that cost when it does not perform. That party should not be entitled to keep those savings. However, in the pipe example, the contractor never considered the cost of tearing down a house to fix the pipes and so to expect it to pay damages of that nature is unreasonable. Most homeowners would be unable to collect damages that compensate them for replacing the pipes but would be awarded damages that compensate them for the loss of value in the house. For example, if the house is worth $125,000 with copper and $120,000 with iron pipes, the homeowner would be able to collect the $5,000 difference and nothing more. In the United States, the restatement, second, of contracts lists the following criteria to determine whether a specific failure constitutes a material breach. In determining whether a failure to render or to offer performance is material, the following circumstances are significant. a. The extent to which the injured party will be deprived of the benefit which he reasonably expected. b. The extent to which the injured party can be adequately compensated for the part of that benefit of which he will be deprived. c. The extent to which the party failing to perform or to offer to perform will suffer forfeiture. d the likelihood that the party failing to perform or to offer to perform will cure his failure, taking account of all the circumstances including any reasonable assurances. e. The extent to which the behavior of the party failing to perform or to offer to perform comports with standards of good faith and fair dealing. Anticipatory breach. Renunciatory breach, usually referred to as anticipatory breach or breach by anticipatory repudiation, is an unequivocal indication that the party will not perform when performance falls due or a situation in which future non-performance is inevitable. An anticipatory breach gives the innocent party the option to terminate the contract immediately and sue for damages or to wait for the time of performance. If the party required to perform does not do so when it is required by the contract, the innocent party can terminate then. For example, a contract would be on January 1st to sell 500 quintals of wheat and to deliver it on May 1st. Subsequently, on April 15th, a writes to B and says that he will not deliver the wheat. B may immediately consider the breach to have occurred and file a suit for damages for the scheduled performance even though A has until May 1st to perform. However, a unique feature of anticipatory breach is that if an aggrieved party chooses not to accept a repudiation occurring before the time set for performance, the contract continues on foot, but also there will be no right to damages unless an actual breach occurs. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America